Good afternoon. Welcome to Conan Kruger. I'm Grant Cohn. That's Larry Kruger. We're going to be here for the next hour talking 49ers. We watched the Super Bowl last night. I'm going to get Larry's takeaways. Um, yeah, in fact, why don't we start there? The, we were so focused about the Eagles. It was really funny. Niners and Eagles were like chirping at each other the last two weeks. But it turns out the Chiefs are still a team to beat in the NFL. And that's where people need to focus. How to take down the Chiefs. The Eagles didn't have the magic formula, although they came close. What do you think the Niners have to do to beat the Chiefs? Um, you gotta, you gotta do what they did this year, which is continue to add. You gotta continue to add. It's almost like running through the ticker tape. You just gotta keep making your team more explosive offensively and more dominant defensively. And it's really about focusing, I think, on on you know players in mass and speed. So you got to add it. The Chiefs are the fastest team in football. And um, when the Niners and Chiefs played in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, they were 1-2 as mm-hmm. far as the fastest teams in football. And I just think the 49ers need to look for speed more, and then they need to utilize their speed more. Um, and i give you an example. I think they underutilized almost all of their speed this year. Uh, Womack didn't get enough run. Danny Gray didn't get enough run. Ray Ray didn't get enough touches. You know, the Chiefs were best against the Niners. I thought one of the best games I saw the Chiefs play all year was the game at Levi's. Why? Because Willie Gay, who runs sub four five, was missed a ton of time this year, but he was healthy in that game. And if you go back to that game, I think he made like nine tackles. And Nick Bolton is also, you know, another guy. He's short. He's like five eleven, six feet. Uh, but he he runs crazy forty times, and he's incredibly instinctive. So those two guys are dominating speed guys. So um, to me, the name of the game is continue to add speed on both sides of the ball. Yeah, I, th- I like that very much. I also think the Niners need to change their mentality. Too. I think they're so proud of their defense. It's all about defense with the Niners. We got the number one defense in the league. I think they got to stop thinking about stopping the Chiefs and be more focused on outscoring the Chiefs. I don't think you stop the Chiefs. The Niners played the Chiefs this year and gave up 44 points. And I think a lot of people say, well, a lot of, a lot of Niners were hurt. Who was hurt for that game? Who missed that game on the Niners' defense? Bosa was there. Armstead. Um, yeah, I mean, Armstead. Armstead. Armstead, Kinlaw. Armstead and Kinlaw. Okay. Um, so maybe maybe some other player. that. I mean, Emmanuel Mosley, but he he wasn't coming Emmanuel. back. So... It was essentially oh, their Charverius defense. was Charverius was he was he was there, game, but, but he I would was, say he was yeah. like sixty percent. He had the fair. He had the groin. He was not the same guy in that game. Fair, but still forty-four points. They eviscerated the 49ers. I, I still think maybe the Niners could hold them to thirty-five, but I don't think you're really going to hold them to twenty-one or whatever the Niners normally hold offenses to because they're so special in Kansas City. So I think the Niners need to be more focused on offense in general. Last year, last we're going to talk about. You know their their focus on defense, but they added Drake Jackson and Traverius Ward. Those were their two big additions last offseason, and, and special teams. I think they need to be more focused. I think Kyle thinks he's he's the star on offense. If you give him some some skill players and a left tackle, he can take it the rest of the way. Ah, I don't know. I, I, Kansas City has a better offensive line than the Niners, and a better coach and a better quarterback. So that's tough. I mean. I- I mean, first of all, yeah. How long is Andy Reid going to stick around? If he is he going to retire, you know, because I mean, he got. <laughs> let me, Grant. He got two second half touchdowns in the Super Bowl against one of the best defenses in pro football on broken plays. 
yeah. based on unbelievable play design and yeah. just understanding that, that, that jet sweep thing. That jet well, sweep and, thing, and the, yeah. like the, the you know the partial motion where yes. he basically had guys just wide open. It was amazing, just wide open. Schooled Jonathan Gannon. So what you got to do is not have Jonathan Gannon as, as your defensive. Co- I feel like he got exposed, and that's going to be an interesting thing with the Eagles next year is that guy. Because, whoa, his defense is so reliant on those four pass rushers doing everything for him. What, once they don't get home, he, he doesn't really do much. Anyway, well, I, and the I other think... thing that has to be looked at, Bill Barnwell pointed it out in his article today, is that teams pressure Mahomes a lot. Teams don't sack Mahomes. He's got the best ratio of you know being pressured to escape to sacks. It doesn't add up. You should sack Mahomes four or five more times, or they should have sacked him four or five more times than they did. They got zero sacks because he gets away from pressure. So that, I mean, that's really. I mean, you'd rather not blitz. He's right. so he's really good against the blitz, but then he, if you blitz, you better get there. So, I mean, it's just, you, I think the way to beat Mahomes and the Chiefs is you have to pressure Mahomes, but you can't pressure Mahomes by blitzing and giving him defined reads because he's too, he's had too many reps. He knows where to go. And um, you have to make sure that when you do get home, you get, when you do blitz, that you get home because if he buys that extra time and sets a new platform, it's like it's a whole new play. And, yeah. and, and there's tremendous pressure on your defense there. And, and he's so good at it. He's the best I'm in the league at it. But again, with the way I'm thinking is, I don't think the question is how do you stop Mahomes. You don't. You no. don't. You don't. You're have to well, score the question, points. Yeah, the question is how do you attack this Kansas City defense? Because it's not great. They they have two really great players, Chris Jones and Frank Clark. And the problem with them is when they go against the Niners, they can just put Chris Jones on Spencer Burford or whoever the center is, and Frank Clark on Mike McGlinchey, and that gives the Niners problems right there. You have strength strength on weakness weakness. So. If the Niners could just find a solution to Chris Jones and Frank Clark, they're in business against Kansas City. This is an offense that already was putting up 32 points per game down the stretch. If they can just make that right side of the offensive line as good as the left side, I think they could actually beat the Chiefs. They could go blow for blow with them. They might need a better quarterback than Brock Purdy. We'll see. No offense to Brock, but it's Patrick freaking Mahomes we're talking about. I mean, when the Niners played the Chiefs, they were an offense scored. The Niners were an offense scored about 20 a game. And they got beat, whatever it was, 40 to 17 or 20, whatever 23, it was. 20, 44, 23. What did they wind up with? I think Purdy kind of showed that, you know, he can be an, a, a leader of an offense that can go for 30 a game. But you're still Looked not like at it. 40 a game. Right, right. So, Which is what you're shooting for 40. You're right, shooting for 40 against Kansas 40. City. Yeah. And, and Purdy's got you at 30. So mm-hmm. what's, the, what's the solution? You got to go find your Isaiah Pacheco. You got, you know what? The 49ers have George Kittle, who's a nice player at tight end, really strong inline blocker, somewhat dynamic. The rest of the guys are not dynamic. They need oh my god, they need another two. They need a number two tight end in the worst way. Sorry, they need a number two tight end in the worst way. Big time. And, and 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 either dynamic as a blocker or dynamic as a receiver. But right now, they, they're not they're not very dynamic there. And then they. And then they got to find a way to get Danny Gray on the field. Yeah, I mean, Danny Gray's a home run hitter, and Danny Gray's a good receiver. I mean, I know he and, and rookie receivers struggle all over the league. It's not a Niner thing necessarily, necessarily but he's got to be. I, I believe in him. He's got to play. Ray Ray's got to play. I actually think the personnel that they have is all right if they could find a better, more dynamic tight end and beef up their O line and beef make sure Purdy's healthy. And you know, make sure that they have another backup quarterback. Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I I think that's the way to do it. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. 
I mean, they, they definitely, they, I love the, I love the more, I love the more speed uh, suggestion. They used to have it. Mostert was underrated. Danny Gray is there. Look at Pacheco. Use him. But in addition to getting more speed, I think it's really important for the Niners to complete their offensive line. Because I feel like what Kyle thinks is he can scheme around it. Just give me a left tackle and a bunch of other guys who are, who are inexpensive, and I'll work around it. Yeah, yeah, until you play the Chiefs or the Eagles or you get to the very end. I don't think you can do it and win a Super Bowl that way. The two teams in the Super Bowl had offensive lines that were freaking weapons weapons and the Niners offensive line it's not a weapon it's it's something that doesn't usually lose the game for him but that's the most you can say for it it's an interesting discussion because Andrew Wiley on paper should have gotten abused but didn't and Orlando Brown based on how he played much of this year should have gotten abused but didn't and Hargrave should have had a lot of success and he was shut down and you know I mean so now, the Chiefs had a phenomenal what, what, game. What's that left guard's and, name? Was it Thuni? Thuni? T H U N? How do you pronounce Thuny. it? Thuny. He's yeah. great. And then He's Creed great. Humphrey's great. So that, that's Creed, helpful. Creed, Creed Humphrey had a horrendous game, though, snapping to Mahomes. He probably hit him in the foot like five times. But they're True. also really well coached. Andy Heck, yeah. the former Notre Dame offensive lineman, is their coach. He's a phenomenal coach. And they're really, really good. Um, I I do agree with you. I think the 49ers need one more. Okay, Trent Williams is obviously a foundation piece. Great! I I think Banks potentially can be a foundation piece. Um, After that? I think they need a foundation piece somewhere on the on the center somewhere to the, to the right way right side got it. And, one another one yeah. you gotta have and, one and, and i mean they have good depth now maybe yeah maybe maybe it's a nick Sakel. maybe it's a maybe it's a poe jason poe who looked really good in the preseason um he's kind of undersized you know maybe it's a spot where they have to trade up in the draft and find somebody Maybe, they, you know, there isn't really that player in free agency. I mean, I wouldn't sign McGlinchey, but then looking at some of the other guys, I don't know that I would be in a rush to give Caleb McGarry what he uh, deserves either. So they're in a tough spot there. I like Nick Allegretti from Kansas City, who is not starting for them, but is an academic, you know, he's like a 46 wonderlick. He's 26. He can play center, right guard, right tackle. In a in a system that's used a lot of complex formations and formation variation and all kinds of different things, he's been in that system and and can thrive. And he's probably available because their cap situation. So that's the guy I'd target. He's not really an, a monster, but he's really strong, really smart, and really versatile. And then maybe see if you can find somebody in the draft, or maybe you got sign a guy like Caleb McGarry. But I would definitely address the O line a couple times this offseason. All right. That leads me to my next question. Are the 49ers too invested in their defense? I mean, I couldn't help but notice that no freaking defense was played in the Super Bowl, and you had two elite offenses that neutralized pass rush, I mean, so easily, both through talent on their offensive line and excellent coaching and mobile quarterbacks. It's like there was no pass rush on the field. And these are teams with really, really highly paid, well, uh, uh, highly regarded pass rushers who were neutralized easily. I mean, this is this is a awesome question because the 49ers have really believed philosophically that it all starts with your defense. 
You know, even when particularly struck, the pass rush. I mean, with their defensive line. Yeah, it all starts yeah. with your defensive line. When John Lynch had a chance to improve the secondary, he said, "Look at that Raider game from a few years ago. When we got pass rush, our DBs sure looked better." So mm-hmm. they're a real believer. If you make the quarterback move up front, you're gonna you can get by on the back end with lesser players. But here's the question: Can you? I mean, um, yeah. Mahomes in the second half of this game. I looked this up. Or I saw that. I read this today. The average, he, the ball got out in the first half at 2.93 seconds on average, which is still faster than the 347 or 374 that Purdy held it against mm-hmm. the Eagles when he got knocked out. But in the second half, the ball came out on average from Mahomes' hand 2.46. If a quarter. And it's not just, and it's not just that. I mean, it's, he, he's, he's got. Rolling right, left, rolling right, half roll right. Come, I mean, you never really know where he's going to set up and throw. And, and but I mean, look at the greatest quarterbacks in the last fifteen years or whatever. Tom Brady gets the ball out fast. Aaron Rodgers got the ball out fast. Drew Brees gets the ball out fast. Now you got Mahomes getting it out and yeah. two. And These are the guys seconds. in the Super Bowl. Peyton Manning. Exactly. Yeah. Is it is? I mean, I love a D line as well, and I you know I believe in it as much as anybody. But, but it can be pretty neutralized. We just saw a 70-sack Eagle team. There's only two teams in the history of football, the Vikings with Millard and Dolman and Henry Thomas and the 85 Bears who have ever had more sacks than the, than the Eagles had this year. And they got zero, zero, zero against None. Mahomes. And so I don't know. I mean, you know, do you – to me, I think it what, what, what the real answer is is you need – impact players on defense with speed on all three levels of your defense. And there are no shortcuts. That's all I can take away from it. You're not going to be able to just say, ah, we'll throw anybody in the secondary. No, you won't. And uh, we'll just pile all kinds of, uh, all kinds of money and draft picks into our D line and we'll just be good. No, no, you won't. No. Because that's what the Niners did. They they got a bunch of money in Eric Armstead. They're going to have a bunch of money tied up in Nick Bosa. That doesn't necessarily mean they have a great pass rush. The, the Chiefs have a bunch of money tied up in Chris Jones and Frank Clark. They think that's the right way to go about it. The Chiefs. And those guys were nowhere in this game. Made no impact. So they got to ask this question, too. There's no guarantee. Pretty, pretty soon they're going to have to pay Creed Humphrey. Are you going to let him go so you can keep paying Chris Jones? What are you going to do? I mean, look at Kansas City, though. They've got a dom- two dominant players, two players on their front seven that have to be double teamed. Okay. Mm -hmm. Tremendous speed as fast as the Niners, if not faster at linebacker. Oh yeah. And they've also injected their, their secondary with some big time fast players. I mean, uh, Legereus Sneed is hurt, but he's awesome. Uh, Thornhill is fast. I mean, they had, they, all their young corners, Joshua Williams, McDuffie, those guys all run well. So they have a lot of speed on all three levels of their defense. It's still kind of in coming together. It's not a, perfect defense but you could fly around and make plays and match up and play man when you've got big time speed and, I, and they do so another thing that kansas city does differently than the niners kansas city is much more cutthroat with who they extend they are really cool saying goodbye to people like d ford see ya Traverius ward thank you for your service uh tyreek hill extended and then traded it seems to me like their attitude is man who, who have they extended chris jones Frank Clark came from uh, uh, Seattle. Um, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes. That's it. Yeah. I, if you are not one of those like crucial foundational I mean, they, they players, we're not going to pay you. 
We're not going to pay you because we can't pay everyone. And the Niners try to pay everyone. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But at a certain point, you can't pay everyone. Something the Niners might think about with their extensions. They're expensive. I think sometimes I think the Chiefs, if you want to say what's their philosophy, I think that they only extend players they truly feel are great. And if they don't feel like you're great, they they you know they they don't extend you. Where I think the yeah. 49ers have a combination. They'll extend players they think are great, of course, but then they'll also extend players that they think they can get at a good deal. Right. Armstead. And it's like who cares if you get a guy at a good deal if it just prevents you, if it clogs a roster spot from somebody who's potentially great. Tavarius Ward would be another example. Good player, expensive. Chief said, you know what? We'll draft. We'll draft a guy. And he won't be as good as Traverius Ward, but he'll be a, a, a 20th of the price. And they won the Super Bowl because they're paying for Pat, they have Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Take a couple questions, and then we'll get back to our show. Uh, Modem Gamer says, D- done your taxes yet, Grant? No, not yet. <laughs> I will. Give me time. He's got plenty um, of time, man. You're I got time. Got plenty of time. Kyle needs to evolve play calling personnel ideology. Don't we all? You do. Hey, we all. Hey, the NFL is ever is always changing, so always. it is a constant evolution. I think Absolutely. Kyle would agree with that. Todd Labor says, "Hey Grant, how was the Super Bowl? What was the weather like down in Arizona? I didn't go. Kidding. Nine, as soon as the Niners season ends, my season ends. I picked the Eagles to win. Go Niners and Commanders. Can't wait till the draft starts. Um, I picked the Todd between us. The Chiefs won. Heart, sorry to break it to you. I thought the Eagles would win too. All right, let me. So here's the next question." Will the 49ers Super Bowl window close in 2024? I know you're thinking, crazy question. Sure, I'm not saying it will. But here's why I asked. I'm looking at overthecap.com, and these are going to be the Niners' cap numbers for their top eight players. And I guess they could, there could be some extensions and some restructures. But as of now, Debo Samuel's going to be making $28.5 million against the cap. Trent Williams, 28. Bosa's probably going to be at 25, 26, just based on where TJ Watt's at in his sixth year of his contract. Eric Armstead, 25.8. Fred Warner, 22.1. George Kittle, 19.8. Traverius Ward, 15.4. And Christian McCaffrey, 12 million. That's eight players taking up $177 million. And next year, the cap's going to be 224. So I'm thinking 24, it'll be roughly 240. A little bit more than, but between 240 and 245. So, damn, that's like three quarters of the cap tied up into eight players. Eventually, you're going to have no depth left. Uh, are you concerned? Well, um, it's always a concern. I mean, yeah. for every team, it's a concern. Uh, <clears throat> I am concerned. But, um, you know, the one thing the 49ers did this year is they added a lot of young players to the organization. And a lot of those guys, even though the fans don't know it yet, the the, the Niners know they can play. They give you an example is they're going to let Aziz Al-Shair walk. And they're going to sure. replace him with Marcelino McCrary Ball. Who they just and, signed today. Yeah, who they signed today. And McCrary yeah. Ball is a baller. He is absolutely a player. He you called that, by the way. And they, they, they didn't give him that. an extension. Everyone was like, well, I guess, was Larry wrong? Boom, here's extension. Nope. <laughs> here it is. Yeah, here it is. And yeah. it's separate from those guys. So he, that what it really means is he got more. Correct. You know, he probably because got he's more better, than those as guys. You point out, as you point yeah. out. But I, I mean, so he's he's nice, and he can run and hit. And he played corner at times in college, and obviously he played collegiate safety. And now he's had a year to adjust to their system. So they've got a few guys on their roster, kind of like that. 
um, who are players. And so there's, they're, they're kind of fortified against this year's free agents. If some of these guys decide to walk Aziz being one, even though I love Aziz, but Aziz himself was an undrafted free agent. Who's going to secure the bag in Houston. I would think, um, so yeah, I, I think it's what's the here's the question. What's the window? Who's the window tied to? Most teams it's tied to your quarterback. Right. Well, if Brock Purdy is a flash in the pan, then the 49ers window might not even be open right now, to be on, honest, because they have point. no quarterback that's it's proven true. that they can win games with. Um if true. Brock Purdy but is gonna be healthy, making quarterback money. Bose is gonna be making quarterback money. Eventually he's gonna get so expensive, it's gonna get tricky. To yeah. put together the roster they have now. I'm not saying don't pay Bosa, although I'm not saying pay him. Because we just talked a minute ago about spending a lot of money on pass rushers. And look, the thing about Bosa is, great player. Great player. But when he goes against the Chiefs, they can neutralize him. Something to think about. Something to think about. Well, Chiefs I'll say this. Nowhere. One of the things, Grant, that happened in this game to the Eagles is the Eagles shortened their D-line rotation and made their starters play a higher percentage of the snaps. And if you go back and look at the snaps, I think the Niners did kind of the similar thing um, later in the year. And I think that eventually that's kind of like, you know, Rob and Peter to pay Paul. There's a price to be paid for that. And mm-hmm. what happens is your, your, top, your top guys, as you're featuring them more and more and playing them higher percentage of snaps, start giving you less production. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. that's what we saw across the board from the Niner D-line. Yeah, um, I don't. I don't know what the Niners do here. I just feel like at a certain point they need to stop giving extensions to every single one of their players who's available. And you know what? I keep saying they're gonna. They got to resign Brandon Ayuk. I love Brandon Ayuk, but man, you can't give extensions to everyone. And I'm looking at the Chiefs. The Chiefs are the example of what to do in the league right now. They're cutthroat. They would not extend Brandon Ayuk. They probably wouldn't have extended Eric Armstead, Fred Warner. Uh, they would extend George Kittle. I want to say one thing about George Kittle. I said the Niners should trade him last year because I thought his body was breaking down. He stayed healthy for most of the year this year, had a great year. The Niners used him as a, as a receiver. If you have a number one receiver who's a tight end, I feel like that's the number. That's it's a cheat code because they get paid less than wide receivers, for, and it's not fair. You know what I mean? Look, look at look at how dominant Gronkowski and Kelsey were in the salary cap era. It's not fair if you can have a, 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 a tight end be your number one wide receiver like that. So Kittle, he can stick around. I no longer he's off the trade block officially. Sorry, George. <laughs> You're not trading him? I like if he can stay healthy and, and Brock Purdy wants to throw it to him, then he's definitely worth the money. He's a, he's he's worth every penny. He is. Debo, on the other hand, 28 million for Debo in two years? That's terrifying. What what is that's terrifying. They got they gotta figure that one out. Is he worth well, it? Twenty eight? I just I just think you wait. You wait okay. on that and see where it goes. Uh, sure. See where his condition it, goes. Because in twenty twenty three he's goes. only eight million. He's okay. Um, the Purdy thing is interesting from the standpoint of he loves to throw, throw the tight end so much that if he's your guy, that's a spot you need another dynamic player. How great would the Niners be with Pitts um, yeah. if they could add somebody like that, the Atlanta kid, or or a big-time player? I love Michael Mayer, the kid out of Notre Dame in this draft. I mean, if they had a big-time second tight end who had some speed, was dynamic, that would be that would really help. I would, I, I would, I would love to see Purdy. I'd love to see Purdy throwing to that type of a player in this offense. I mean, you could argue that a a tight end who can be used as a receiver is the most valuable non quarterback, non offensive line asset in football on offense because wide receivers and running backs are important. But you can find them. There's a million good running backs, and there's a million good wide receivers, and they can be good at twenty two, twenty three. I feel like tight ends. How many guys? 
can really get open and catch passes consistently. If you had two of them, remember when the Niners had Delaney Walker and Vernon Davis? Ooh, that was oh, nice. Yeah. That was nice. Yeah. 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 I mean, I yeah. mean, and two tight end sets. Two I mean, tight ends. I mean, there were, you know, he obviously became a nut job or was a nut job, but I know where you're going with this. I was going to say it and I was going to say, you know what? Let's not mention <laughs> Gronk and Aaron Hernandez. <laughs> I was, I knew. Yeah. That was the other one. Yes. If you had two, having one, Kansas City has one and that's enough. But if you have two, I'm with you because George Kittle has to block too much. He's a good blocker, but all the, the financial value is him catching passes, catching touchdowns. He can do it, free him up, free him up, and get another one too because George's going to be 30. By the way, Noah Gray, number 83, for those of you who watch the game so closely week to week, was blocking Hassan Reddick multiple times in this game. I do feel he had a running back helping him, but also I want to say that Tyler Croft, they should not resign Tyler Croft. He went from inactive to blocking Hassan Reddick. He should have just stayed inactive. That's what I think. Ross Dwelly, the most disrespected 49ers ever? I don't know. We'll have to talk about that. Tomorrow, dodge the bullet not getting Fangio as DC. Yeah, Fangio, thanks so much for your help. What was that? That was hilarious. <laughs> he probably shouldn't have let that get out there. What did he get for name that? that? I, I must have got, I don't know, a gold watch. <laughs> Set a steak knife. What, what do you get to be a, a consultant for a few weeks on that level? Oh, you know, he should have been like, I'm just kidding. I didn't. That was all Jonathan Gannon. I, I, okay, maybe everything 100K? I told him. To, yeah, yeah. What would it be for a week? Hundred K. You're Vic. What is what does a week of Vic Fangio cost you these days? Whew. I'm saying at least fifty K. All right, give me one free agent not on the 49ers that you think should be their prior priority to sign this offseason. Last year, last year it was Traverius Ward. That was their priori- priority signing. They gave him, what, 15, 16 million a year? Big deal. Who do you think it should be this year? All right, well, I've already stated that I think the way to beat Kansas City is to have dynamic defensive players who have speed and play fast on all three levels of your defense. So let's just say for the sake of this conversation that Armstead and Bosa give you that up front, that Warner and Greenlaw give you that on the second level. I'm looking for an impact guy in my secondary who is, you know, can run and hit and make a huge impact in my secondary. And I'm taking CJ Gardner Johnson away from the Eagles. That's the guy that I want. Um, He can play the slot corner. He can play free safety. You know, you have injuries, and guess what? You do have injuries. It's football. You can move that guy around. He he can literally – he's like Jimmy Ward. He seriously is Jimmy Ward. He can play every spot in in the secondary. He's a dog. The guy shows up. You saw that hit on Isaiah Pacheco. That was like Ronnie Lott against Icky Woods. For those of you who are too young to have seen Ronnie Lott blow up Icky Woods in Super Bowl twenty three, you saw it last night. That was it. It was C.J. Gardner-Johnson on Isaiah Pacheco. He starched him. He That's the guy they need. You bring, in, bring back Jimmy Ward and go get that guy. And now you've got two alphas in your secondary who can run and hit and cover and set a tone. And that's what they need. They're a little – I don't see – I like their secondary. I don't see animals back there. Just absolute guys who are just beasts who are just killers. They don't have killers. And C.J. Gardner-Johnson's a killer, and so is Jimmy Ward. So that that's that's what I want. I want Jimmy Ward back off the free agent list, and I want C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Let one of them play free. Let one of them play the slot. Figure it out, and um, that's where I'm going. 
That's where I'm spending my money. Um, I like it. I like it very much. Uh, I, I'm focused on offensive line, though. We, we, we've been talking about defense being a little um, overrated. And I, I think the Niners – I'm looking at the offensive lineman here. I, I like Caleb McGarry. I think if the Niners could sign a big-time offensive tackle, they should do it. The only question is, can they afford it? They already have the most expensive offensive lineman in the league. Can they afford another high-priced offensive tackle, or do they have to splurge at another position? Because earlier in the show, we both agreed they could really use another like very good player at one of those three spots, center, right guard, right tackle. I, they don't currently have that guy. So at any, I, I don't care which one, but if they could get a guy at one of those spots, Caleb McGarry, I mean, is Jason Kelsey going to be a free agent? Does he want to play yeah. for the 49ers? I mean, could you do something like you got Alex Mack for a year? Could you get... Someone, go get Jason Kelsey. How about that? I'll say Why this, not? though. I mean, well, I mean, if, I mean, it looks like he's still got something to in the tank. I don't know. I don't, know, I don't know if he's loyal to Is he loyal to Philly or is he loyal to, to, to the Benjamins? Yeah. The Blueface hundreds. I mean, you know, I, I, the only thing I'll say is Andrew Wiley, who just totally dominated in this game, was an undrafted guy. You did last year. Sure. You made it to the NFC Championship game, and you had Tom Compton and Dan Dan Brunskill on the right side of your line. So I, I am a believer. They folded in the fourth quarter, though. They did. They did. They folded. Maybe that. And maybe that. Maybe they're not good enough. Yeah. But maybe. Um, yeah. I, I'm just saying. I, I mean, and you do have some internal options as well. You do. Where is Nick Sakel going to play? Play. Where is Jalen? Is Jalen Moore a starter? Can Spencer Burford kick to right tackle? Do That's they a possibility? Cifo, Chris Forster believe that Burford's a right tackle. Um, then there's there's also what's the up what's the upside of Colton McKivitz? I mean, can Colton McKivitz be a starting right tackle? Can Colton McKivitz be Andrew Wiley? That's what I'm saying. I mean, to me, is there a huge difference between Andrew Wiley and Colton McKivitz? I don't know. I'd but rather... again, to your point, to your point, the, you said three, three really good offensive linemen. The Chiefs had this year had three. They had Orlando Brown, uh, Tooney, however you pronounce his name, and Tooney. Creed Humphrey. Yeah, yeah, three elite offensive linemen. I don't know if you call Orlando Brown elite. He's also a free agent. Well, he's a free agent. I mean, he supposedly, according to my buddy who's a Chiefs fan, he said he had kind of a lousy year. But they they call him Zeus. PFF had him at seventy five, which is okay. Yeah, it's better I mean, than anyone else in the Niners. I mean, seventy-five would have been the second best on the Niners. Not that I'm a huge PFF guy or anything. Right. I mean, PFF on the O line. I, you know, I don't. I, I'll, I'll, I'll defer to them to some degree because yeah. they're watching it closer than I am. That's for sure. Yeah. But, um, but you know, it, it. I don't know. Sometimes those grades don't make sense to me. I, I definitely think the Niners need to upgrade the offensive line. But I also think they've got some. Unlike going into last year where they had very little quality depth, I think they do have some quality depth. I like Sakel. I like Poe. I like Moore. I like, I, I like I like McKibbin. Like and some some combination of those guys can still be on this roster, in my sure. opinion. But yeah. they need a they need a monster. They either need a monster right tackle or a center who's just you know gives you a lot more power. Um, I like Brendel. I think he's smart and I think he's quick. But um, free agent. He's he's a he's a free, free agent. agent. He, he was a Pro Bowl alternate. It's gonna make some he, money. O line players we've talked about many times. Grant really bad around the league. I I think McGlinchey and Brendel get priced beyond what Parag and the Niners want to pay, and I think they're both walking. That's that my guess. perfect segue into my next topic. Let's talk. Let's stop talking about what we think the Niners should do, and let's try to make some some projections. Okay. Okay. Do you think the 49ers will sign a right tackle? 
It could be McGlinchey, it could be someone else. Is this going to be a position they address in free agency? Yes, okay. absolutely. Because they don't have a first-round pick and you don't have a second-round pick. And I would say most years, your best, your the, the tackles that you could actually lean on to, to play as rookies are gone before you even pick for the first time in April's draft. Unless you wanted to parlay all your draft capital and get up into the back half of the first round and you know maybe get a tackle. But um, yeah, typically tackles are not there. I will say yes. Oh, you're you're muted. I don't know what happened. You're muted. There you go. I muted myself. Um, I definitely think they'll they'll go offensive tackle. Um, I would say the guys I, I the ones that interest me are Caleb McGarry from Atlanta, Andre mm-hmm. from the Eagles, mm-hmm. um, maybe Tom Compton. Believe it or not, as just stopgap guy. Yeah, and Nick Allegretti from the Chiefs. I don't. I, I'll say this: all the offensive linemen in free agency are going to cost a lot. So you're going to have to overpay if you want the top guys, and I don't think it's really worth it. So I would probably try to see if I could find a couple, you know, more middle of the list guys that are affordable that I, that, I, that fit my scheme, and see, see if you can coach them up. The emphasis has to be on intelligence, though, because you, as you can talk to all the Niner offensive linemen, they're really intelligent guys. Because in this scheme and to play like the Chiefs scheme. You really have to be a smart guy. And that's why Allegretti kind of interests me because he was like a 46 Wonderlick um, and has played in a really complex system at a bunch of spots. The Niners going to have to get creative at right tackle because, you know, if McGlinchey is going to be expensive, then McGarry is going to be extremely expensive. And I think McGlinchey is going to cost more, to be honest. Okay. Well, they're both going to cost a lot. And it's yeah. the Niners already are paying a ton on Trent Williams, Eric Armstead, and soon to be Nick Bosa. That's three guys who are going to be making twenty five plus, you know, almost thirty average a year, thirty million an average. On now, you're going to add a, another guy making twenty two. What what is McGlinchey going to get? Seventeen, well, eighteen. Ba- okay, the Bears have a hundred plus million in available cap room. Okay. There's a ton of Notre Dame people in Chicago. This would be a very popular move for them to sign Mike McGlinchey in Chicago. So I, I think McGlinchey gets a top-of-the-scale tackle offer um, from the Bears. Uh, and, and I think he I think he's going to outprice. I think I think he'll go to Chicago. I don't think the Niners have, have an ability to match. I don't. Yeah. And I think yeah. they fortified okay. themselves um, with young players at, on the offensive line, knowing Grant that this day was coming and that they weren't going to be able to re-sign him. That's my guess. That'd be my guess. Okay, well, I'm, I'm focused on the offensive line because I'm looking at what Philly had, and I'm thinking, you know, take Trent Williams aside. Every single player on that Philly offensive line is better than the Niners' offensive line. Every single one. But this next year is going to be a different team. Let's go to center. What do you think the Niners' plan is at center? Did they draft Nick Zakel? To redshirt him a year, teach him how to play, teach him how to take snaps, and insert him as a starter in year two. Is that you think the plan is? I think I, I don't know that Burford can play right tackle. This year, Burford shared time with Brunskill. It actually kind of worked well. Um, I think Brunskill is another guy who's probably going to go away, but you never know. They've they, they've brought him back, and he might be cheap. Uh, you know, compared to some of the other guys. But I think the way I see it, I think Zakel could either start at center or he could share time with Burford at right guard. Okay, and he's ready to play. That I mean, I think I think Zakel is going to be a really nice player. He's physical. He's got a really strong punch. 
he's a he's a really a, a tenacious tough guy and he's smart so and now you're going to get a year of weightlifting learning the offense I think Zakel's going to show up in camp and really look like something. But don't forget also there's Poe, and Poe's got, you know, Poe's an interesting player too. I mean, he's squatty and needs to get stronger, but he's pretty athletic. He's pretty fast. He's really athletic for that size. Yeah. Um, I, I, look, I, I don't want to just write off a player because he was a late-round pick because the Niners have had so much success with guys like this. Um, but he was a redshirt guy. All I'm saying is remember last year – Niners took Drake Jackson, and I said, yeah, you know, I like the pick, but I think they should have taken Cam Juergens. Remember I said that? Yeah. I was like, you know, he's an offensive lineman. He's going to play 100% of the snaps as opposed to this guy who's a situational pass rusher. And I don't know. We never saw Cam Juergens play. He's he's going to be the starter next year. But um, that's kind of how I feel. Uh, if you They passed up. They passed on Creed Humphrey. They could have had Cam Juergens. And now, again, they're trying to get, like, Chris Forrester to make the most out of a guy who – most teams didn't want like he did it with Jake Brendel, and if he could, if he could do it with like Nick Zakel, great. But at a certain point, I'm sure like if you were sitting down with Nick with Chris Forrester, who is quite candid, he would tell you he wouldn't mind a little more blue chip talent to work with. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Chris no, Chris Kasarik is like supposed to be the greatest D line coach of all time. They give him nothing but blue chip cha- talent. How about Chris Forrester? I mean, it's funny. McKittrick probably could have made the same claims back in the day. But I, 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 you know, I'll say yeah. this about Sakel. He's 6'6". Six, six, he's 315 pounds. Oof. He's not like he's just, you know, and, he, and he's pretty good. He's pretty tough. So I I, I like Nick Sakel. How many 6'6 six, six centers are there? I mean, you could do yeah, it. And then seriously, he's not. He's more of a right guard, I think, than a center. Yeah. That's the thing. How many 6'6 six, six centers are there? I, I'm interested in Poe. Uh, of all the – I mean, because neither him or Sakel have ever taken, a, taken snaps, really. So Poe has that natural leverage. He's really, he's really strong. He's hard to move. That seems like the I could see him being a a good center. I, I don't do know. Too. I'm curious about Poe. But yeah. I, you know, it's funny. I, I I interviewed Jason a couple times, and by the way, he's probably got one of the best personalities on the whole team. He's hilarious. It's funny. The guy is a Burford's really funny, funny guy. Too. Burford's funny uh, too. Burford's funny, but Burford's funny man, too. Jason Poe. It's like I, I you know, it's, he's guy's a character, but um. He's built like a center. He's six one, three hundred yeah. pounds. Yeah. But I asked him. I said, "You played center?" He said, "No. <laughs> He's played guard. He's played fullback. He's played other That's positions, so but he hasn't played weird. center. So, um, or at least hasn't played a lot of center. So, but I would, I would imagine he's built perfectly for center. And um, if he, if he wants to get on the field, yeah, I think center might be a spot. All right, I got, I got a final question for you. It's not a question. It's a demand. I'm putting you on the spot. All right. Give me one player that you think the 49ers should trade this offseason, knowing that they probably won't. Knowing that they probably won't. Well, whatever. Um, well, Whether or not we expect it to happen, one, one thing you think they should do. Let's get crazy. One player they should trade. Um, I mean, it would be easy to say Javon Kinlaw. Because well, I wasn't going to go that direction, but I could see. We, but obviously, I, obviously, because I don't, I, 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 you know, I, you got Kalia Davis, you got Givens, um, you know, I, and I, I would say though, um, if I had to go one player that they would trade, it has to be a young player, obviously, that is just not a good fit, or for whatever reason, it just hasn't worked out. I'll say, I'll say, Ambry Thomas. 
I'll say Ambry Thomas, fair, even though they need corners, fair. I could see them moving on from Ambry Thomas. Why? Because what's going on? I mean, what's the deal? I mean, you know, I mean, are you hurt? You're not, you're not getting better. You, you were seemed like you had momentum. You're kind of a blue chip talent. He's almost six feet tall. He's about 190 pounds. He played at Michigan. He was a day two pick. There's people around the league that have high grades on him. He's not playing. So that's the guy for me. Ambry Thomas. I could see another team having saying, hey, you know, there's some value there. I would say that. Um, the other one I could think of is, you know, in, in Rand Carthon in Tennessee. I could see Rand Carthon coming to the 49ers and saying, what do you want for Juwan Jennings? Because Juwan Jennings is a guy who would sell tickets in Tennessee. People, he's that big of a name to the Vol Nation. Uh, they loved him there. I mean, it's crazy. And he's going to get paid at some point, and they're probably not going to, it's probably not going to be in San Francisco because of Ayuk and Debo and the other weapons they have. Um, and they have some young receivers like Tay Martin coming up and Danny Gray and Ray. You know, I mean, they've got some guys they could replace him with, and the receivers are loaded receiver draft. So I could see Rand Carthon wanting, wanting Jawan. Those are good names. Um, I was going a different direction. I was thinking more overpaid vet, guy who's um, good but can't really live up to the contract. And um, first I'm looking at Debo. But Debo is not expensive yet. His contract gets kind of gaudy in 2024. So we'll talk about him next year. I keep him one more year at least. Uh, Trent Williams, very expensive. Best left tackle in the league. He earns his contract. Fred Warner, very expensive. Best middle linebacker in the league. I think he earns his contract. George Kittle, I think he earns it. Eric Armstead, though. Eric Armstead missed half the season when he played. He had what? No sacks in the regular season, won the playoffs. Very good run defender. Does generate pressures. Going to be 30. He's going to be making $23 million this year and $25 million next year, and then he's a free agent. But, man, that's a whole lot of money. And I know it's not as simple as you trade him and you free up the cap space. What you could do is if you trade him now, I think there'll still be like $21 million in dead cap. You could trade him post-June 1 for another player. You could, I'm not saying trade him for a draft pick just to free up. You could trade him for an, a player in another position. You could trade him for a pass rusher. You could trade him for an offensive lineman. You could trade him for a quarterback. I don't know. But of all the people, I feel like he's the most overpaid on the team. And it's no shot at him. It's the, it's the contract the Niners structured. But they backloaded it. Remember, they, they didn't want Buckner because Buckner wanted to get paid up front, I guess. And the Colts front-loaded that deal. Now, Armstead is significantly more expensive than DeForest Buckner. It's unfortunate. But that's... That, that's what the Niners wanted. They felt they'd be winning Super Bowls over the last couple of years. He's backloaded. It's not palatable to me. $23 million for Eric Armstead. Not to my taste. I think he's the restructure guy. Can I you mean, do I that think, without extending him, though? I think Man. they will. He's, you know, he's got ties to the area. They will. I think they will. He's 29. He's, he's probably, if you made me come up with one person, I'd probably name him as far as the leader of the team. Uh, in the room, I don't know. Maybe if I'm wrong, tell me who you think. No, it is. you're right. He definitely has that voice. Um, but I definitely think man, he, seems he like just the leader missed the half team. a season. I know, but he also is. You know, this is a guy who does. He he's it's more. He's more than just a football player. I think to them, he's he's a leader of the in the room. He's the leader in the community, and I think he's for he's from here. So I think he'll want to restructure. 
So I think he's a restructure candidate, which means extending him. I think they'll bring that number down and restructure him because they love him. And also, I think that really he he was let down by the – they went from Buckner to DJ to Kinlaw to – you know, I mean – they're going. They're taking steps back at that spot inside next to him. They need to. They need to go find their next Buckner, or they need to go find their next uh, DJ. You know, they they defensive tackle and offensive tackle. I think are the big big question marks for the 49ers. Uh, and I in, just feel in like the midst when, when that, you think they're going to get rid of trade their other tackle, that would leave them ta- defensive tackle less, right? Who's yeah. who's their starting? If they, you know, Javon hasn't gotten it done. And they got a problem there. Hassan's a free Hassan Ridgeway's a free agent. Everybody else doesn't really can be kind of moved around in the run game. The only guy that even anchors at all is Eric. I think that would be hugely risky to trade him. I mean, I thought their defense was didn't miss a beat when he was out. They they were shutting teams down yeah, when Eric Armstead wasn't there. Like they were also you can fresher. Fight. You can find year. run defenders. Uh, yeah, he's a good, he's a great run defender. Great run defender. You can find run defenders. The Niners' run defense didn't fall apart without him. But for what he's making, he's got to be playing 16 games a year or at least 15. And I know he did for like five years in a row, to his credit. But he didn't last year. And you got You got to be a productive pass rusher. I'm sorry, they're paying you to get sacks. You have to. He's had nine and a half sacks since 2019. I don't, so that makes me wonder. Uh, but I mean, the team I, even want to trade for the sack him. total. Here's the one thing about the sack total. You know and I know enough about football to know that a lot of times your sack total is totally predicated on who's in your cast. It's like a class project. It's a group deal. You know what I mean? Why is Hassan Reddick suddenly awesome where he wasn't so incredible with the with, with Arizona? You know, it's like it's about those other guys as well. And if you're playing next to a guy who's not getting a whole lot done, it's harder for you to That's get true. more stuff done. But I if think, you're making twenty four million a year, the guy next to you probably isn't going to be that great. Sorry, but I mean, I, I think they need to. They've always thrown a lot of bodies at their D line. They need to go find more dynamic guys and put them with Bosa and Armstead, in my mind. But I would renegotiate. I, I would renegotiate him. I would because I, I, I know he would be better if I could put a better cast around him. Yeah, I mean, I guess we were talking earlier, like, do you want to reconsider putting in a lot of money in your – how invested do you want to be in your defensive line? Well, if – I mean, pass rushers I understand, but those guys can get neutralized. Run defense? Run defense? You got to be Patrick Mahomes, dude. Eric – go back and watch that Super Bowl against the Chiefs. Tell me what Eric Armstead did in that game. I'd love to know. There's I still haven't major, figured it out. Though there's one major problem that we haven't really talked about that the Niners have. The yeah. Eagles are absolutely unfucking stoppable in short yardage with their Jalen Hurts. What is that? Holy that, shit! Scrum and the Niners Whoa. no longer are stout at the point of attack. No. They kissed off DJ Jones and they that can't stop the inside run. I think the Niners were yeah. like 20th in the league on short yardage runs up the middle. So either they're going to have no chance to beat the Eagles ever. Or they better go dress their defensive line, uh, defensive you know run stop unit up front, because I mean seriously, you, although so if if the Eagles get to third and four or less, you just have no way to stop them. I mean, that, I, think about it, that puts an awful lot of pressure. On also, the they go for it on fourth down, down like every time. So right. what they do on third and four is run it, and then they're in fourth and one. And it's impossible to stop them. They're they're a good team, man. 
It took everything Kansas City had to beat him. And still, if if Jalen Hurts had just not fumbled and kicked the ball away, they probably would have won. That's what the razor-thin edge uh, margin of victory was in that game. It was an interesting game. Not if a great game because there was no the rule, defense. <laughs> Grant, could you imagine if there was a team that saw that and decided they were going to get just absolute the biggest, most physical guard and center tandem and then go no huddle, rugby scrum, First down. I'm telling second you. Second down. Third down. I'm telling you. That is a weapon. Down. That is a weapon. And it's Kelsey. It's not just Jalen Hurts. It's Kelsey. It's uh, Dickerson. It's Sumalo. It's, they have a huge offensive line. How do you Jake Brendel, I love you. But you want that. You want that. So go get those kind of guys who can move people around. And Kyle, stop being so freaking conservative. Go for it on fourth down. What are you afraid of? Or how about this? Copy that. Yes. I want to see that next year. I want to see the Niners with Jason Poe yeah. and Husechek in the backfield. Hell yeah. Every, if, if Brock's the Just starter and Trey's the backup, across. Yeah. then I want Trey to come running in onto yeah, the field to... on third and one and fourth and one, a fourth and two, whatever. Yeah, it's funny. And you get Trey and you get Poe and Husechek to push him and you go sign a big, physical, dominant center and you just you just uproot people and you just run straight ahead. I like ahead. it. I like it because again, what the Eagles do is they throw on early downs and they run on third down because they're going for it on fourth down. And on third down, so many defenses are are just instinctually grooved into. Oh, here comes a pass. Here's my nickel. You know, here's my pass rush. Here's my NASCAR unit. Here, here's here's my ex- exotic blitz. Oh, nope, counter. Well, it's great. This? Anytime you're playing a team that only has one two gapper, like you know, uh, if you're playing like a team that has Jonathan Hankins. But that's it. And then, like when he goes out, they don't have anybody who's that stout. Run it. Just, just go Run rugby it. scrum on first down, second yeah, down, like third down. Do it every down. freaking. Just do no it every time. And just that would be so keep, funny. It'll be the worst thing of all time to watch. They would. They have. It, might, it the just role. might work though. I mean, it would work. I mean, we, you you're telling me that four of those. I mean, I'd love to see on average how many yards did the Eagles gain on that rugby scrum play. Yeah. I would say it's bet. I bet you anything. It's like two and a half or three yards. I bet you there, there's there's a lot of times that they would get three. And I think it'd be funny if they just came out and they came one time and did it three times in a row, just to be jerks. Monster guys gets four some four hundred pound center and just. I'm telling you, those those two teams in the Super Bowl have centers who are freaking weapons, game changers at center. Niners got to get on that level, man. I want that. Go pay on my team. Kelsey. I mean the who the the Niners head. Uh, Richburg, who was good, not great. They had Alex Mack, who was at the end of his career. They come on, Jeremy Newberry. Serious center. You want a new, remember when Newberry played center? They want a he center like that, somebody who's like a just a true horse. Cal's finest, Randy Cross. Hey, when the Niners were winning Super Bowls, they had Randy freaking Cross at center. They were yeah. not messing around. Now I never saw Randy Cross play. I was, was before my time, but uh, he went to UCLA. Apparently, he was great. He was good, very good. You know what's kind of weird? Like, Universally regarded as the greatest teams of all time, those 80s Niners. How many of their offensive linemen are, are in the Hall of Fame? How come those guys get no credit for, for what ever happened? None of uh, them. Keith Fawnhorst, Fred Quillen, John Ayers. Yeah, nothing. It's Bubba ridiculous. Harris, Steve Wallace, Jesse Sapolu. Yeah. Nobody. How, how, I would say this. I would say how this. could they have won all those Super Bowls with no the Hall Niners, of Famers in the offensive line? The Niners, like, voice... Um, that w- that could bang the drum for their guys. It's like when Walsh passed, they. It's like there's yeah. nobody else. 
it's who true. can like stand up to to the rest of the league and say, hey, what about this guy? You know. Yeah. Um, so it took Eddie D forever to get in. Right. You know, I mean, and then Roger Craig's have, never going to get in, which is Roger ridiculous. Craig, Seifert, yeah. Sapolu, Seifert, uh, Michael Carter was awesome. I mean, there, there were several dominant players that aren't getting yeah. in. Kena. Kena. John Wayne says disrespectful Eagle fans were taught a lesson in the art of humility as Eagles suffer a huge big game choke. Remember the old song says everybody plays the fool. Sometimes no exception to the rule. It's a great song. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, John. Um, I do feel like Niner fans kind of trying to troll Eagle fans is a little bit like Cowboys fans trolling Niner fans for losing to the Eagles. I'm just saying. That's how I feel. It's like... Why? Because they, they didn't get there. Yeah, but they I beat mean, you. It, my whole thing was just that <laughs> sometimes you lose and sometimes you get screwed. And sometimes you get hurt. The Niners lost, but they didn't really lose because the, their quarterback went out. We didn't get to, we really didn't get to see the game. So the mm-hmm. Niners, and, and so all these people that. that banged on Debo and Robbie Gold and Ayuk and Kittle for just saying actually how they honestly felt, shame on you. Do you want these guys to lie to no, you and just it. tell you what I you want it. to hear? Or do you want guys to say, hey, no, we think we played them both. We think Kansas City is going to win. I think Kansas City, they were right. They were right. And so, and I'm yeah. glad they spoke up. I'm glad the Niners, they got called whiners all week. I'm glad they, they stood up and t- said to everybody exactly how they felt. Because that's how they I'm felt. I'm going to have to go and disagree with you on that one to be uh, <laughs> the guy from Office Space. No, I feel you, though. I mean, I hear what you're saying. I just disagree on that. Um, but we don't have to argue what about it. What would you minutes. say it's over. you do here? You do here. Yeah, whatever. Uh, gents, great Love show. Are we drafting a quarterback? Yeah. I think so. I think yes. I think they damn they freaking should. Why would you not? I'll tell you this. I watched the Senior Bowl, and give me a name. Julie give me a name. Hainer's, Julie Hayner's kid. That's Julie Hayner's kid. Jake Hayner. <laughs> I had no idea. That's Julie Hayner's kid. Jake. That's Julie Hayner's kid. Yeah. MVP of the Senior Bowl, and he's got zip on his okay. passes, and he's okay. kind of cocky. And you know, I saw him a lot. Is he Brock Purdy esque? With a better arm. I think he's got better, better arm. arm strength. I don't know if he's what about his what about his mobility. Uh, he's not as quick as Brock, okay. but he he's very cocky. But I mean, this draft. <laughs> well, he wants a Monta Vista. I can imagine it. Sorry if he wants a Monta Vista. <laughs> this draft is really interesting for if you want a quarterback. Tanner McKee out of Stanford, 6'6", 225, super accurate. He's going to yeah. be probably a day three pick. Jake Hayner. Remember yeah. this name, Clayton Tune for Houston. Uh, is really really good quarterback, and then the guy. He's kind of mobile. Really, I mean, I'm intrigued by Malik Cunningham from Louisville. Okay, go watch him. It's only six feet, 188 pounds, but he's like Lamar as far as dynamic runner who can break tackles and throw. I mean, he's got a yeah. he can absolutely throw from the pocket. So the, the, there's some there's gonna be some decent day three picks if you want. To I liked that. watching Hendon Hooker. I mean, he he beat Alabama, but he's gonna be 25 and he tore his ACL. I mean, and he had awesome receivers. Good, he had awesome, awesome receivers, receivers. So, so that's a tough one. Um, Muweed says they should sign Deron Payne this offseason. Yeah, yeah, but, man, there's only so many defensive linemen you can give 20-plus million dollars a year to. Maybe maybe you could do three. I think three is a lot. I'll give you a cheap one. Is the kid who played last night for Kansas City, Colin Saunders. You know, he chased that ball out to the sideline. He's, he's six feet, 325 pounds. He can do backflips. And he's a whole lot cheaper than 
I mean, he he's not the awesome anchor against the run, but he's pretty quick, and he's he's a lot quicker than Javon, that's for sure. Can I ask you about the backflip thing? That always comes out, and it's all, like Drake Jackson, he can do backflips. Are, are the players asked in their combine interviews, can you do backflip? <laughs> do backflip right now. We, we want to see. I do backflip. Play. If you can do a backflip, we're going to take you a whole round earlier. Well, no, that. who was it? I think it was Lakin Tomlinson, or who was it that jumped out of a swimming pool in waist-deep water and landed on the deck? And I mean, people have been doing that since un- I was in college. I think J.J. Watt did that when I was in college. It shows an J- unbelievable yeah. hip explosion. It does. It does. Anyway, I, I, I always want to know. Like, you're going to see more of this stuff. You're, do you remember? Your dad can tell you the story. When the Niners drafted Jim Druckenmiller, the Niners showed all the media people a video of Druckenmiller pulling a VW bus. So stupid. Up a That's hill. So stupid. And with Jamarcus Russell, didn't he? Or was it Kyle Bowler? Which one Kyle of them? Kyle Bowler uh, from the knees. From the knees at the 50-yard line? Through the, yeah. Well, there, that, that is That's all you need to know. Proof. MM Forever says, sorry to break it to you. No one in the NFL is beating the Chiefs unless Mahomes is out on an equal playing field. It's a wrap. Hard truth. Sorry. Yeah, that's uh, that. we're approaching that level of the NFL right now where I don't know what you're supposed to do. They're a really well-built team. They got the best coach, the best quarterback, the best tight end, which might be the best weapon. And uh, what more could you want? A really good offensive line. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you do. The you Eagles, gotta, to me, I, you gotta I picked the Eagles. With, you got to blitz them with faster guys and get there faster and then somehow. But you know what? It's not just Mahomes. It's the combination of Mahomes and Reed. It is. And Kelsey. And, and Kelsey. Kelsey. And Kelsey is freaking amazing. One of the best receivers of all time, I think. One of the best route receivers of all time. Oh How about God. the play in the first half, Grant? Where he looks like he's he's on the left side of the formation, looks like he's kind of run kind of a go pattern, gets in the middle of the field, cuts right, the defender cuts right with him, he flips around left, and he is wide freaking Dude. open. Dude. I was like sitting See, there going, that, "What in the world? Yeah. How does that's that?" A, guy that's do a that? big difference between him and Kittle. Kittle's a great player, but Kittle Kittle's isn't the route Kittle's, runner that Kelsey is. He's not the receiver that Kelsey no. is now. No. Kelsey's crazy, but you he know Kelsey's so no no more nowhere close to the inline blocker that George is either. George can block like a tackle, and again, like with like with Travis Kelsey, Travis Kelsey should be like in the running of the highest paid non quarterback in the league, but he's not because he's a tight end, and tight ends are like freaking discriminated against in the forty it's in the NFL. It is the strangest thing, but you could argue that in the last twenty years, no player outside of quarterbacks has had a bigger impact on the game than him and Gronk. And 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 they the only just thing can't I'll say get to Travis paid. Kelsey, if I saw him today, is hey, bro, love you, you're great, but this crap about nobody picked us is a bunch of garbage. <laughs> the Chiefs, the Chiefs have Everyone been like the, the best. The Chiefs have been like one of the betting favorites for like five years running or something. You, everybody's picking you at all times. You can't play the disrespect card. I'm sorry. I do got to say though, if the if the Eagles can't be the Chiefs, that's disheartening for the rest of the league. That that Eagles team was as stacked as his team could be in the salary cap area. They had no weaknesses. They had the best pass rush in the league, completely neutralized. They scored 35 points. It wasn't enough. That's disheartening for the rest of the league. Got to say. Well, I'll tell you, I picked the Chiefs to win 35-31. My biggest, hey, nice. my biggest, um, biggest um, thought, you know, motivating factor in picking them that, that to win that way is that They've won a Super Bowl and they already lost a Super Bowl. So it's yep. like, you know what I mean? Once you've already lost a Super Bowl, the, the difference between winning and losing this game has got to be huge. It was the fumble. Huge. It was the fumble. 
It's true. It's true. But again, the Chiefs, well, the, the, as that. well as the Eagles played, Jalen Hurts, as well as Jalen Hurts played, he's going to have to live with that fumble. The rest, it's going to he's going to wake up in the middle of the night thinking about it. The rest How about Sirianni life. on that one play on the sideline when they're deciding if the Chief, if it was going to be a turnover or not, and he's like starts motioning with his arm, and then Jalen like grabs his arm and puts stop. it down. Like, dude, stop talking trash. It's like it's like your little brother talking trash in a fight that you're gonna have to fight, right? You know what I mean? So like, Jalen Hurts is is the one who's matured in that situation. You were right yeah. about Nick Sirianni. There's something off he's about clown. him, he's man. He's a clown, man. He's a but clown. that being said, I'm a, I feel I'm like the tears in the in the anthem. It's, it's, that agreed. But that being said, I feel, I don't know if it's it's an organizational thing in Philly. What they're doing on offense works. That offense was not the reason they lost this game. Like they, they had no defense, or maybe they just no one has enough offense to keep pace with Patrick Mahomes right now. But damn, they have two close. number one receivers. They have a first round draft choice tight end. They've got a really, damn good quarterback. Really, you said of the five All Pro offensive linemen, two of them are on their team. They've yeah. got three running backs. To me, if there's one element of Philly's team that's really underrated, it's Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, and Kenneth Gainwell. Gainwell. They all can do a bunch of things. They're all fast. They're all hard to tackle. Those guys yeah. are really, really good. So I, you know, Philly. It's a stacked team. It's impressive, yeah. and they're not going to be as good next year. Maybe the Niners can take their spot. Oh, I had it. There was another topic. Hold on. Another topic, and then we're going to get to the rest of the Super Chats. Two words, Jawan Taylor and Les Jags resign him. Yeah. He's a good player, too. Former first-round pick. Yeah. The one Big I'll, tackle. I forgot to put one in. Okay. Uh, hold on. Yeah, okay. I'll just say it right now. So we're all talking about the Niners and the Eagles as the um, contenders in the NFC. Right. Is there going to be a team that sneaks up on those two next year? Is there a dark horse third contender in the NFC? I don't believe in Dallas. I don't believe Me in neither. Jones. I don't believe Me neither. in Kid. I don't believe in Mike McCarthy. Now McCarthy's calling plays. I don't, I don't believe, believe in Dak Prescott. I don't no. believe in Dallas. So I'll put a Me line too. through Dallas. I'm with you. I think Dable and the Giants are probably that third team. Interesting. Uh, because I do believe in Dable, and I do believe in – um, the Giants seem like they're kind of on an uptick here. So I think they're they look like they're building something. Washington's yeah. a circus. Vikings, no. Lions still have golf. Rodgers no. is probably going to leave Green Bay. The Bears are two years away from being two years away. Bucks with Jimmy. <laughs> Which I is guess. too bad, man. I feel like I J- Justin Fields, if you put him on, Philly would be good. But, God, there, there's no team there. Okay, keep going. There's no time. There's no Jimmy's going to be in Tampa. So I think Tampa with Jimmy will, will – um, Is that your hot, Is that your prediction? Yeah, I think I think Tampa. I think Tampa. God, that makes a lot of sense. Because they're going to try to nowhere. You know why? Because they're going to try to win and and like develop their roster at the same sure. time. So they're going to go Jimmy. Can't wait um, for Mike Evans to have to say something publicly about Jimmy Garoppolo. It could be um, Atlanta if Lamar goes there, and there's a lot of talk that Lamar may go to Atlanta. Uh, I think this is going to be the division with all the new quarterbacks. So I think Jimmy's with mm. the Bucks. I think Carr, Derek Carr's with the Saints. I think Lamar is going to be with the Falcons. I don't know who's going to be in Carolina. Might be it might be a you know draft. I, I still don't feel like there's a contender in that division though. I mean, let's say Lamar Arizona. goes. Arizona's going to be a tire fire. Kyler's probably going to be out all of next year. Uh, see, you know, Seattle's interesting. The Rams have cap problems. Yeah, I mean, I I don't. I would say it's the New York Giants. It's New York. I mean, Giants. Seattle. We'll see what Seattle does in the draft. If if it's just Geno Smith and that's it, I'm not really concerned about them. But if they draft, if they get 
someone, some quarterback that they can, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. Any quarterbacks? You, how do you feel about Anthony Richardson? Is he going to well, be a, one of the greatest quarterback athletes. athletes I've ever seen in my life? Athletes. He's 6'3", he's 235, he throws okay. well, he runs like a star running back. Um, and so my and question is, is, is he a good enough runner that you could take him in round one? Like just based yep. off rushing production? Yep. Yes. He's yeah. freaky. Here's the thing, though. Like, he might, he he might go again. 10th. He might go 10th. He might, yeah. Some people might see him as the next Mahomes. Oh, he throws well, well and he, he doesn't have Mahomes arm, but he's, got, he's a way better runner than Mahomes. I'm talking about a dynamic yeah. runner. Yeah, he is a dynamic pounds. runner. I just feel like, again, you're not going to beat Mahomes running the ball. You're just not. You know, Although Jalen Hurts had three rushing touchdowns, he well, was here, great, but he was okay, some big well, throws. Here's the thing, though. I yeah. do think the best way to beat Mahomes is to dominate the time of possession. And Philly did that in this Philly game. did! Philly still did. didn't do it. Still didn't they finish still, it. They, they still scored 38. They score so fast. Even if you dominate time of possession, they score so fast. We can't. It's crazy, man. Trying to figure out how to beat them is. <laughs> I think the two things that have to be learned from this game are copy the copy the rugby scrum. Yeah. Go for it more on fourth down. Yeah. Especially in the positive side of the field. Yep. Um, and definitely, like, let's say from from your own forty yard line to their goal line, go for it on fourth down. You know, yeah. if you don't want to go for it inside the 30, that's one thing. Please. But you get out to the 40-yard yeah. line, go for it. No stop, more at, mid, stop. No more midfield punting yeah. on fourth and two. Thank you. Adjust when you do to, that, to the when you analyst. do that, you're asking your defense to win the game. You're not going to – you've got to win. Take it with your offense. Be aggressive. You've got too much money spent on your offense to just put it all on your defense. Thank you. And all the rules favor the offense. It's not 1997 anymore, Kyle and Mike. Giovanni Miller says, if Kyle Shanahan is Andy Reid, uh, it took 17 years for him to win a Super Bowl. So Kyle Shanahan in the Niners well won the Niners Super Bowl 2034. 2034. How old will you be in 2034? <laughs> oh, man. I don't think I'll be here in 2034. <laughs> don't say that. 2.0 says, why does our QC obsessed want to emulate another team who blows 10-point leads in the Super Bowl? Is it a coincidence or is he the reason these teams choke? It's tr- I-, I could be the reason the Niners choke. Although they didn't ask me for help. <laughs> that was Vic Fangio over there. Scratch obsessed. Got you. The scrum is a penalty in the rules. Assist uh, runner. It's fish and chips. Not Obviously supposed to not. assist the runner? Obviously not. They've been using uh, it. They've been doing it. Black Pill Phil says Eagle will struggle next year. They're over the salary cap of $28 million in debt money. At least $25 million in restructured money and 13 key free agents. I don't know if they'll struggle next year, but um, yeah, they, I don't think they'll be as good. That's why you go after Cha- Chauncey Gardner Johnson because mm-hmm. they won't be able to pay him. Yes, uh, weekend arrival 2.0 says RPO quarterbacks literally have to play perfectly and have the best roster in the league just to have a chance. Need to stay away from them. Draft another quick, accurate, smart, experienced quarterback to go with Purdy. Yeah, because you know a lot of seventh round picks win in Super Bowls this year. Now, again, nothing against Purdy, but you really telling me that Jalen Hurts was the reason they lost this game? Like thirty five points on offense? He was awesome. I don't know. He's awesome. He could have been the MVP even in the loss. I, I think the problem is, is I, I think really what we're at right now in the NFL is that Patrick Mahomes is so much better than every other quarterback. It's unfair. I, I don't think he even really gets – I don't think people really fully appreciate how freaking good he is. The Niners Patrick have a Mahomes. great defense. They had the Chiefs at home. Chiefs scored 40. I was there. You were there. I watched it in person. 
Uh, it's the second time I've seen Patrick Mahomes in person. He's the best football player I've ever seen. And he's in the prime. Here's the other thing, too. He's absolutely in the prime of his career. What you saw this year would be like the equivalent of Joe Montana in 1984. Also, yeah. Travis Kelsey is, is almost as breathtaking. Watching him run and get open, or just watching him, it's like he, it's quite, quite To impressive. me, the Niners window opens again when Reed hangs it up. <laughs> because when Reed this hangs is... it up, I think Mahomes won't be as good. And I think the NFL's loving this right now. I think Hope. the NFL wants the Chiefs. I think they need a dominant team. They love the Patriots. Tom Brady was a star. Tom Brady's gone. They need another. One thing about the NFL that's interesting, it's the biggest sport in the country by far. The players are not what you would call celebrities like they are in basketball. Like, who's famous in the NFL? Mahomes has a chance. So they, the NFL needs him. He's good for business for them. I'll tell you one thing that I'd like to mention before we get out of here. Um, Roger Goodell took the podium this week and said that the officiating is the best it's been in years. What? And Yeah, that was yeah. when his, his speech from Arizona. Uh, best it's been no, it's years. not. Uh, excuse me, Roger. Uh, you're high? No. But um, the, the bottom line on this one is we've now seen Grant back-to-back Super Bowls where a flag came out that Late. gave the win that was to it. one team. End of the game. Last year it was Logan Wilson in a yep. bullshit P.I. call. And yep. this time it was James Bradbury in a bullshit defensive hold call. The only yep. reason I'm not upset about it is because a bunch of idiot Eagle fans, uh, right. in my mind, got their comeuppance. Right. But it's still bad for football because why are we having the biggest game decided – by the refs and some arbitrary Jeez. calls two years in a row. It didn't and used it just, to be that way. And, and, it didn't and used to be that way. Remember when the Niners in the Super Bowl, Michael, Cra- they just mugged Michael Crabtree three times in a row. And, and, and people were like, yeah, I mean, that's, you kind of have to expect that. That's what happens. Just, it always seems like it goes in the favor of like their biggest stars or biggest yeah. markets. Last year, yeah. it's like, you know, it goes in favor of the Rams. This year it goes in favor of Mahomes. Mahomes. You just said it. The whole, yeah. this, they're looking for a poster boy post, Brady and, and it's him. Mahomes gets this favorable call. What if uh-huh. that call doesn't? I just, I'm not saying the thing's fixed, but I just, I hate the defensive yeah. spot foul as, yeah. uh, you know, like everything's an automatic first down. Yeah. You know, how about Dude, defensive 15? holding is a five yard penalty and an automatic first down? Automatic Why? first down? Why? That that's sounds like uh, game so manipulation many ability. Well, again, it's another rule that favors offense. Like, what? Are you kidding? Yeah. But yeah, it's it's a rule that allows refs to like really change the game, right? Really change, really the game. change. So just the game. five yards, you know. It's it's a, a, and I just don't like that. offensive. Like, yeah, I mean, what? think about it. Yeah. It's third, and I mean, I it's it's third, third and, and forever, third a mile and, and a half. Yeah, and it's like some seven. guy, you know, grabs them. They have a chance to kind of mesh together inside of five yeah. yards, and they, and suddenly they keep their arms kind of meshed for six yards. Oh, yeah, bingo. Okay. Yeah, First man. down. I mean, that's just yeah. too. It lends itself. I'm not saying it's it, it's not. It, there's not. It's not on the level. I'm just saying that it lends itself to manipulation too much, yep. and it's just it doesn't feel right. Um, I agree. And I and last year I thought the Bengals got screwed, and this year I kind of felt like the Eagles got screwed. And you don't want to be walking away from a game going one team got screwed. What if you're gonna play this like hands? You know, we're gonna let let them play then carry that through the entire game. Right. We see one of two things. They either let them play, and then here comes some ticky-tack flag late, or it's Niners-Ravens, 
and they let them play throughout the game, and then and or they they call or they, they, they call the plays at the game, then, but then they swat at the end, and yeah. then they let, they swarm at the end. They're like, oh, we can't decide this, you know? Yeah, be well, just be consistent throughout just be consistent. the game. Yeah, and I think that that was the Eagles' uh, gripe is that they weren't. Right. You could even argue, I think, what maybe Niner fans noticed was once Purdy went out, all of a sudden, whole lot of penalties against the Niners. You could argue maybe the, maybe the NFL didn't want, I'm not going to go full conspiracy theorist here, right? But maybe the NFL didn't want Josh Johnson in the Super Bowl. It's Josh Johnson. You're trying to market these people. He's not a star. He's well, you know not a star. Al- you, know what, you know what's also kind of weird? Didn't you think it was weird that James Bradbury, instead of pushing back, totally owned that? I wonder. Yeah, man. Did James Bradbury make a little extra this weekend? Oh, let's stop before we get totally deplatformed on YouTube. I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) I don't believe any conspiracy theory we just laid out there, but (laughs) the NFL, these conversations go on a lot, and the NFL created it. It's their fault. Cody Walker's, and when he says that the officiating is better than it's ever been, that literally doesn't mean it's good officiating. That just means that it's always been bad, which it has. Right. Cody Walker says late Chiefs comment, but they aren't unstoppable. The Bengals have their number for a reason. Do they? Shreddy Murphy says, two years left, Super Bowl, uh, BP not beating Chiefs. Kyle Shannon botched Trey Lance. I don't know if anyone's beating the Chiefs. Chris Telerico says, the problem is that the SF uh, are full step below their top-tier team. Cincinnati, KC, Philly are so far ahead of where SF is. SF needs to look at rebuilding. Start with the head coach. Chris Telerico is coming with the heat right here. I do feel like the Niners are, are, are a tier below, but they don't. But we'll see. I mean, it's one thing what they say publicly. It's another thing to see, see what they do. 13 and 4. It's they true. just won two playoff games. It's true. 2.0 says Hertz literally gave KC the ball and seven points at a very critical moment. Hertz played as well as any RPO quarterback could, but still wasn't good enough. Who would have played better? Maybe if they had Justin Herbert over there. But you know what? They couldn't get Justin Herbert. It's not like the Niners who passed on Mahomes. This is the best they could do. I don't know. Has a dual threat quarterback ever won? It depends what you call. Steve Patrick, Young. What you call Russell Wilson and Steve Young. But again, yeah. like Colin Kaepernick and Jalen Hurts played really well in Super Bowl. 31 yeah. and 35 points. It's hard to blame them. Trade BP to the Cardinals. K1 ACL out for the year. For um, what? What do you get? What yeah, do you want also, back? Yeah, you're not trading. They're not going to trade Brock Purdy. Mahomes is uh, Steph Curry and pads. No one has a chance. It feels like that sometimes. It feels like that sometimes. I mean, he had he was on one leg and you couldn't sack him. And he ran 25 yards down the middle of the field in the fourth quarter to set up the game-winning field goal. And, and he, the wincing on the sidelines at the end of the second quarter, and then like I, I didn't even, I didn't even know he was gonna, I don't even know if he was gonna play in the second half. And then he's incredible. It, it, he moves kind of slow to me, but he it feels like everyone else moves slower. I don't know. It, he's, it seems like he's playing on a whole different pace. Everything another... is so clear to him. If he makes every throw, he can see everything. He can, he's so he's so good. I don't understand. He's so good. I think Chiefs did a nice job getting Kadarius Tony at the trade deadline too. Yep. Kadarius Tony had that huge return, and he's a good player. I don't know why he wasn't a good player with the Giants. He was great at Florida. And they just kind of recognize that. They're like, hey, he's a great player. Yeah, he sucked with the Giants. So what? Here, yeah. here's a third or fourth round pick and whatever whatever they gave yeah. him. That wasn't – I think it was a first round pick that he he was a first round pick. Yeah. And it's like, does he suck or is he just like, did you overdraft him and put him on a team without a, a creative Andy Reid type? Probably right. that. Right. Probably that. Yeah, absolutely. Doesn't mean that the Chiefs will give 
this uh, Tony an extension because they're freaking brutal about that. But on a rookie deal, yeah, come on over here. Look at t- look at. Th- I mean, there's a number of teams that have done that and found some great players. How about Seattle and and uh, Marshawn Lynch getting him out of yeah, Buffalo? That's true. Last one, then we're out. The show is over. 2.0 says, you think Hurts <laughs> hates Jalen Hurts? Not hates him, but he's on it. You think Hurts played better than Mahomes? No, no one plays better than Mahomes. Mahomes rating better. I don't know. Only one Hurts and one Mahomes, but I would rather have poor man's Mahomes than Hurts. You'd rather have, ooh, interesting. Would you rather have Jalen Hurts or Brock Purdy? Moving? Who's a, is, 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 is that Brock Purdy, poor man's Mahomes? That's, that's kind of a stretch. You know, it's funny. It's kind of a stretch. Do you know that Brock Purdy and, and uh, Jalen Hurts are literally the exact same size? Except, I think either one of them's like I think uh, Hertz I is like I can't believe Hertz that. is three. I gotta pounds see Jalen Hurts in person. I gotta see because I've seen, I've seen Brock Purdy in person and he looks like me. So I gotta see what Jalen Hurts looks like. You've seen Brock in person. He doesn't look like a power lifter, although he no, does have. But he carries a lot of weight in his legs, so I would he say does. he's probably. But he, again, he's like he's not moving the pile in that scrum like Jalen. I know. Well, that's the he's thing. Not. Jalen Hurts is a power. Jalen Hurts has leg strength like a running back crazy he's built like a running back too chris salerico says 113 games two straight nfc championship games and they would have been blown up in the super bowl they aren't good enough shanny is the common denominator i do think it's no there's no uh chris just wants shanny out i i i agree with him but again there's no shame in being the third best team out well right now it's too late they 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 missed the quarterback the coaching cycle and i talked about this a couple weeks ago i would have traded him and hired steichen but it's it's over I do feel like if he could show that he could get over the hump, I'm with him. But the reason that they haven't gotten over the hump is partially him. So I'm concerned. The common denominator is the quarterbacks not being healthy enough. Uh, he hasn't gotten the quarterback position right. It's year seven. So we'll see what happens. But, yeah, I mean, they're not going to trade You don't Shanahan see him now. kind of like an Andy Reid situation where he's clearly a proven offensive success. His offense produces points. And he hasn't gotten the right combination of health, quarterback play, talent. That's okay, how, that's what I see. It's a fair question. Let me I mean, question. But, but I do agree with you that he he has he shares responsibility for falling short. It's not like he's not been a part of the fact part of the equation. He has been. Yeah. He's very good. But I think his arrogance, he want he wants his scheme to be the star. And it is the star. When 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 the, when when the, when when the quarterback does well, he takes the credit. When the quarterback does poorly, the quarterback gets the blame. And I think the difference between him and Andy Reid is Andy understands that the quarterback is the star, and he always had Donovan McNabb and kept him healthy for the most part. Now he has Patrick Mahomes. I feel like Kyle's always drawn to people like mid-round picks, Kirk Cousins, Brock Purdy, because he doesn't see the quarterback as the star of his of the operation. It's 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 like the the processing chip in the computer. It's just a chip, your processor, but everything is made possible by Kyle. He doesn't need Patrick. He passed on Patrick Mahomes. He passed on Jalen Hurts. Tom Brady called him and was like, no, we're good. He just wants, you know, Brock Purdy, Kirk Cousins, someone who's cheap and doing what Kyle tells him to do. And I feel like that mentality gets him in trouble at the end of the season because you're going against star quarterbacks with great old lines and you have Brock Purdy and Mike McGlinchey, Spencer Burford and Jake Brendel. I'm sorry. You're great though, Kyle. And you keep getting to the finish line, but are you going to get over past it? I don't know. I think not. Unless he changes. Unless he matures. In a, I guess Andy Reid did. I don't know. I don't know. I, I see him as Reid. 
I see Miss Reed. And I and and there is a little bit of an evolution. There's also some responsibility that Reed needed to take for falling short many of those times. Kyle needs to take for falling short. But I'm I get, maybe because I look at things personnel-wise, I just don't think the Niners have had all their personnel rolling and and at the right time. They're either I'll give you an example. I think they would have beat the Chiefs if they had had DJ Jones healthy, but they didn't. And Damian Damian Williams, that what it was, or Wilson? Yeah, yeah. And and he had a great Super Bowl. I mean, and yeah. and they and they the Chiefs ran the ball with way better than teams ran the ball when DJ was in there. They just didn't they didn't have him. Um, so I don't know. And I thought I blame Harbaugh on the, uh, the I don't think the, the Niners are going to beat the, the Chiefs with 20 Raven points stuff, in that but, game. Sorry. What's that? I, I just don't think the Niners are going to beat the Chiefs with 20 points in that game. What, they scored 20? They lost 31-20? And Shanahan blew that in my mind going into the first half. He 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 wasted time that they easily could have gotten points. At the end of the um, first half. Also, yeah. they didn't get the ball to Debo Samuel nearly enough in that game. He touched the True. ball twice, True. I think, in the second Most half. He, at halftime? Debo yeah. Samuel was the favorite to win the Super Bowl MVP. MVP. It's true. And he touched the ball twice in the second half. It's true. Glory says it's not Shanty, it's the O-line. Hey, Shanty has a, a, a say in every single roster decision. I mean, it's not like he's the coach and he's trying to get John Lynch to give him certain players. Like, John runs everything through Kyle. Kyle thinks he can scheme around what he's got on the offense. He, Kyle loves Mike McGlinchey. I think it's not the O-line. It's the quarterback. It's the quarterback. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they can keep Brock Purthy pretty healthy, maybe they, maybe who knows where how far they go this year? But they couldn't. Yeah, they can't keep anyone healthy. At a certain point, it's not bad luck when every quarterback gets hurt. I don't know. I mean, you can't blame the offensive line every time because it's a tight end sometimes. It's 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 an unblocked rusher sometimes. But it's man, it, it's Kyle, and it's going back to Washington. It's RG three. At a certain point, Kyle needs to show that he can keep a quarterback healthy for more than a year or two at a time. And I know it's a violent position, but but still, dude. Maybe you Still. don't put five eligibles. Maybe you Maybe. leave somebody in the backfield. That's another thing. Kyle loves showing his genius by putting all the eligibles out there. You can't. There's nothing genius about pass protection. It doesn't make you look smart. You know, Brian Baldinger isn't going to go on and on for two and a half minutes about your max protection scheme. He's not. But it's important. He will talk about your pass patterns, though. Anyway, thanks for watching the show. It was a long one. Larry, appreciate your time as always. Good stuff, man. See you guys. See you soon.